to have you. Um, the war in the Ukraine affects so many people. It affects us. It affects those that live in Europe. Um, but I wanted to tell you about another war that affects every single human being. Because I'm sure that maybe some people that live very simple life, somewhere maybe in the tribes, in Africa. I, like uh, we went uh, to Tanzania uh, with, with a project uh, to have evangelistic uh, crusade and also we brought uh, physicians and dentists and uh, uh, we gave uh, people also glasses. Uh, you know, when you go sometimes to the uh, to the doctor, they ask you, do you want to keep your old glasses or you, you might just give it and we will give it to the missions. That, that's what we did. I remember we were told that there is a tribe that you know, crosses borders because they, they don't care about our borders. And they don't stare at them because they are actually think that this is a, a sign of aggression and uh, try to not to go toward them. Uh, it's better to go away from them because they're still living like centuries ago. They're still hunting, they're still afraid of other people. Uh, it could be aggressive too. And their language is, is a bunch of sounds, you know, with, with the tongue. So they're making sounds, which is a, their language, but it's very, very interesting. I'm sure it, this war doesn't affect them in the Ukraine, the one that we have. Uh, but the war I'm talking about that we know from the Bible, from our God, affects everyone, every human being. We are at war. Inside of us we have war that is going on. We call it great. Anybody? Controversy. And you know, we take the book of Genesis and we find out what kind of war is there. How did it start, you know, on this planet? And then uh, you heard the text, uh, beautiful, the most read text in the Bible, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, what? Begotten son. And salvation is promised in this text. Would this text exist if we would not have sin? No. God would not give his son to die. If there is no sin, there is no need to sacrifice. What is the point, the major point for the great controversy? What is the point of that? What is at stake? Anybody? Good. That's 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 one. What? God's character. So God has to prove that whatever Satan is lying about him, deceiving uh, other creation of God, is not true. 
What Satan is, is talk, talking about God? Not merciful, cannot forgive, cannot love, vengeful God, right? And uh, now God has to prove himself. And that's why Jesus came. Is, was it possible for Jesus just to come, John 3.16, come as an adult and immediately put his life on the cross? It was possible. Salvation would have been accomplished by death on the cross. So why did Jesus come, lived among us as a baby, as a teenager, as a young man, and then started his ministry, and even then he didn't go to the cross right away. Exactly. He wanted to show God to us by living every day, facing trials, temptations, like everybody else, and show that we can do the same thing. We can rely upon our Heavenly Father and live the life that Jesus lived, Studying the book of Genesis, uh, you know that the book of Genesis is the most read book in the Bible. Do you know why? Because every year people decide that they're going to read the Bible through. And they start with the book of the Genesis. And not everyone finishes in the book of Revelation. Sometimes people stumble through the numbers and uh, some other books and uh, we give up we easily give up what we dream about isn't it our dream to go back to the garden of eden and how often we give up those dreams we know how the book of Genesis starts. We talked about it today. It starts with life, with something comes to life, right? Beautiful, majestic creation of God comes to life. How does it end? Who knows? How does it end in chapter 50 in the book of Genesis? It ends with a coffin. Joseph, <laughs> Joseph in the coffin, in his, his uh, bones there. How, 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 how do we get to that? And by the way, how much time Genesis covers? One book, 50 chapters, covers, well, let's give biblical account. 4,000 uh, 4, years be before Jesus Christ, we come to the creation, roughly, right? Then Abraham lived 1,800 years before Jesus Christ. So what Genesis covers is not just hundreds of years, but thousands of years of history. We see how sin entered. And then people became so evil that they could have destroyed this planet completely. 
We can do the same right now. We have that kind of, we cr created that kind of bomb that can, can destroy this planet. Can one being start the war? I believe that what's going on right now in, uh, uh, in, in Europe, start, many people call it it's a Putin's war, right? Hitler, in his time, if he was not a president or counselor at that time, maybe somebody else would not do what Hitler did. For, for the world. Can one person start the war? That's exactly what happened in heaven. One person started all of that. And now we are all involved. Um, I saw on YouTube uh, that, you know, some people go in Russia. My, my brother lives in Russia, but a lot of my family lives in Ukraine because we are Ukrainians. So anyway, in Russia, if you go to the street and if you have support for Ukraine, you would be arrested. So there is no way you can go and, and support uh, Ukraine. More than that, if you just say no to the war, if you put something in front of you like a piece of paper and write down no to war, you would be arrested. Yeah. But on YouTube... It's tragedy and irony. I saw a man uh, on the Red Square, which is like central square, square in front of the government. He was just holding blank piece of paper, and he was arrested. <laughs> blank. And there were another place on YouTube uh, I saw... Uh, there were some people that uh, said no to the war. They were arrested by the police. And the reporter is taking video, talking about it, and then he sees a woman who's actually for the war. And she's on the side of President Putin, Russian President Putin. So he decided to take a, a different side of, of this and, and take an interview from, from a woman who is supporting the war. And she's telling, uh, and he's, uh, uh, and they are making video of over that. Um, she's telling why she supports the war and so forth. Two policemen running toward this woman, just grabbing her and arresting, without even listening to what she was talking about. <laughs> so the flood happened. And, you know, many people say, why? Why the flood happened? Well, the flood happened because God wanted to save at least a few, to save this world. And immediately, short-term memory, immediately the people started doing what? The next step. After the flood. Building. A tower. Why did they build a tower? God promised to them, I will never do that again. 
Yes. So what happened that Satan convinced people about the character of God and that God would not keep his word, right? That God will do it again. So the lies, constant lies that Satan gives to us, to the people, and we listen. Then the story about Abraham, his family, about other patriarchs. The Bible uh, speaks about this war. We were talking about it earlier at the Sabbath school. In Revelation chapter 12, there is a war in heaven and Satan was cast out. And when he approached Eve... He undermined God's reputation. What did he say first? Didn't God say to you not to, not to do this and that? He's a deceiver, accuser. Jesus called him the father of all lies. Why do you think... God took six days to create. I mean, let's, let's, let me ask you this question. Is it possible that God could have just snapped his finger and everything would appear like that? Like in a split of a moment. Is it possible for God? Yes. So why six days? The Bible describes, but by the way, it was not Adam and Eve who, who could see that, that, that those six days. They were created at the end, so they didn't see that. So who was watching? Entire universe, that's right. And that's why Jesus, or God, took time to create so that those who are watching can see not just tree, but the beauty, the majesty, how much love God put into his creation, right? Because Satan was saying, no, God cannot create anything beautiful. And he did. Angels were watching and they heard Satan's charges. Uh, the war in heaven was polemic in the book of Revelation, I told. It's polemic. It's the war of ideas, ideological war. So Satan accused God of being judgmental, unforgiven, not respecting the freedom. How do I know that? In Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 through 14, it says, and in Ezekiel chapter 28, uh, also, do you remember how Lucifer says, I will be like the most high? In the pride of your heart, you say, I am God. I sit on the, on the throne of God in the heart of the seas. And do you remember the clear, clear evidence that um, Satan... Uh, 
wants to be worshipped, we find when Jesus is taken to the wilderness. Satan wishes, wishes to be worshipped as God, not just by people, but by God himself. He wants God to worship him. Can you imagine a created being asking his creator to get down on his knees and worship him? So that's pretty clear that Satan wants the whole world, the whole universe to worship him. How do we know that? In Revelation chapter 13, verse 4, finally it says, who is going to worship Satan? The whole world. Except a few people who will remain loyal to Jesus and keep the commandments. As Revelation uh, puts it, uh, chapter 14 and verse 12, and chapter 12 and verse 17. Why is it so hard uh, uh, for us to stay faithful? And why is it so easy for Satan to deceive us? Here is what it says, uh, especially in the last days. Second uh, Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, it says, he's going to masquerade himself as an angel of God. He is going to actually present himself as Christ. Why is it easy for him to do it? Because remember his name, Lucifer? What does it mean? The light bearer. Sometimes he, is, he was called the star. So is Jesus. Satan doesn't come with 100% lie. He likes to mix it. A half true truth, right? And in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 19, it says that the whole universe is watching us. The angels are watching us. This great controversy is watched by the angels. And we are called, in Greek word, men and women, we are called theatron. Theatron is a Greek word. And that's where we take the word theater from, theatron. So we are the spectacle. We are, we are their movie, <laughs> so to speak. They are watching our lives. They are fascin fascinated by what they see. And that's why Christ came, lived among us, because the character of God was completely Completely, uh, uh, th there was a complete lie on, on Satan's behalf. Even the Messiah, they waited for the Messiah, but the Messiah in their mind was completely different. His ministry was completely different. Instead of dying for people on the cross, giving them life, Messiah in their mind was Mr. President Putin, one who is going to lead the people to the war, right? Against their oppressor at that time, Rome. 
And sometimes people think that when God was creating, there was like chaos. Everywhere was chaos, not, nothing was, you know, good. But actually, the word cosmos, cosmos is a Greek word, um, means, do you know what it means, cosmos? Order and beauty. Order and beauty. In fact, um, when you are using cosmetic um, uh, cosmetic cosmetics to make yourself beautiful, that comes from the word cosmos. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, you go to the mirror and you comb your, your hair. That is cosmetic procedure. <laughs> and God said that everything that he created was good. God used his majesty, love, his beauty, his perfection, his intelligent design. And what the angels, when they saw that, the creation, it described that they were amazed. Think about delicate butterflies, rivers, waterfalls, friendly animals gazing on the fields. You know, like we have pets, they are so happy when you come, but there were lions that were happy to see Adam and Eve every day. God created us people free. And this is very in interesting that people say, why he put the tree of, of knowledge, of good and evil? Why did he put it there, right? Right there. And some people say it was to test their obedience. I don't like that. <laughs> of course we say because it's a free will, if you don't have, you know, anything that, you know, to go against God, so, sort of, I also think uh, we can go even further than that. Remember the war in heaven that we read in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, happened before the creation of our planet, right? And then we read in Revelation that God cast the angels and their leader, Satan, to this planet. The only thing that they should have done is not to go to that tree nearby. So God put Satan just by that tree. He limited his existence on this planet. If they would not go, they would not meet Satan. So the tree was actually put there because God loved people so much that he limited Satan's presence. And in the Bible it says, Satan only can approach us and test it, but not beyond our abilities to resist. I, I think that if they would stay together, they would be stronger. If they would 
remember not to go there and to touch it and to eat it and uh, we would not be sitting here today right so in genesis we see the marvelous creation of god human beings created in god's image all creation proclaiming god's love beauty order and freedom we also see how sin enters the world but then there is a promise in genesis chapter 3 and, and verse 15 uh, there will be a son messiah who is going to bring us salvation and if nicodemus a teacher of the bible a, a, a man who was a, had high position a member of sanhedrin which was the governing body of of uh, uh, of the nation at that time, if he would not come at night and ask Jesus about salvation, question about salvation, we might not even have John 3.16. Because John 3.16 was given to Nicodemus when he came and asked about salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his, and we say only begotten son. Well, that, that's a King James translation and some other follow. And some people say, does it mean he was born and did not exist before? Because that's the way this word we understand, right? Only begotten son. <clears throat> the word begotten, monogenes, monogenes in Greek, and it's actually mono, who knows what mono is? One. And genus, uh, one of a kind. Unique, you can translate. And many Bibles translate it in a different way than, uh, than begot, begotten. So God also referred to Abraham's son Isaac as his only begotten son. He told him, take your son, Begotten, only begotten son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there. Was Isaac the only son? No. He, he had brother. Remember? Older even. And then in Hebrews, in Hebrews, it says the same thing. By faith, when he was uh, tried, offered up Isaac and so that he received the promises offered up his only begotten son. The same word, but uh, of course we know he was unique, unlike his brother, because he was uh, the promise that God gave to Abraham, you will have many descendants. And, and Ishmael was, I believe, Abraham wanted to help God. Let me, let me help God with, with his promise. So God in Genesis establishing covenant with his people again and again, and the blessings uh, uh, fall, fallen on all of us. And he, God fulfills these promises through the lives of patriarchs and family, and then finally through the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. How misunderstood God is. On the cross, God revealed the truth about his agape love, sacrificial love. And remember the first words from the cross. 
I mean, if you would be dying on the cross, and I would be dying on the cross, if I can even say something, I would probably be angry at those that do it to us, right? Remember what he said, what Jesus said from the cross in his first sentence. Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. That's a prayer. He prayed for those who crucified him. And you know who crucified Jesus Christ? We don't need to go far. Just uh, point finger to yourself, first of all, because my sins crucified Jesus. Today he is coming to us. Uh, He is not criticizing us. He is loving us. He is not pointing to our imperfections. He just wants to, to be with us at the table. And the symbols that we are going to partake today uh, are the symbols of love. The symbols of love. Father, we want to ask your blessing. Uh, please be with us. And through, uh, in this symbolic way, we want to remember what happened to you on, on the cross when you sent your son to die for us. Uh, asking for your presence, uh, for your angels to be here. Asking for your son to be with us in our hearts. All of it we ask in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.